0: Sports meets beer podcast, episode sixty four, part two. Yeah, the beer review
1: number two.
0: Oh boy, <laughs> the number two is creepy. Every, every time we talk about it, I have to go.
1: Uh, yeah, I've talked about it a lot on this podcast.
0: <laughs> it is a reoccurring theme for sure.
1: Well, it's such an important part of my life.
0: Exactly. Uh, so we we are. This is our favorite part. I mean, obviously, we love talking about sports, and we love talking about. Food and barbecue contests and meat and everything in between. Uh, but this is the favorite part. Yeah. The beer sample sampling. And then on top of that, to make it even funner...
1: More funester.
0: Yes. We get to try beer from areas that are outside of our hometown, which is great.
1: Yeah. So I uh, was on a, I went on a road trip with my son. Uh, we went up and saw family up in Seattle. We drove through Oregon. We... Uh, you know, we just we drove up the California and Oregon coast. Just awesome. Just the two of us. We were gone for a week. We had the best time. Um, and I uh, made a special trip while I was in Seattle, which was our final destination. Uh, yeah, just put that anywhere, guys. Um, I made a special trip to a place in Seattle called uh, the Beer Authority on Lake City Way in. Uh, Seattle. It's close to where my uncle lives. Uh, It's a cool place. It's like, you know, it's like a bottle shop and uh, tap room. Like, that's, it feels like a bar that has a bottle shop in it. Um, And, you know, the owner is kind of an eccentric guy. Apparently, the Wi Fi password is go fuck yourself, you know, just uh, (laughs) that kind of stuff. They, They have a barbecue grill that you can bring your own stuff. And they'll let you fire up the barbecue and cook your burgers or dogs or whatever out on the back porch. That's awesome. And then you can sit back down and drink more beers. And my cousin goes and he plays card games and stuff with people all the time. And, like, apparently it's just a cool, like, neighborhood spot. But they've got a great beer lineup. And so, as we've talked about on the show before, uh, if you have the opportunity to take whatever sort of uh, is your local beer that uh, is sort of, you know, people, or, you know, that you're sort of known for in the area. Yeah, a lot of these sort of specialty bottle shops... Um, are open to doing trades, so I went uh, the Friday before we left. I went and got uh, a case of Pliny the Elder from a little local brewery that some of you may have heard of. <laughs> uh, kept it nice and <laughs> nice. ice cold, and uh, I w- we left. I, that was on the Friday, and then we left on the Monday morning, and then I went in on the Wednesday. So what five days from from
0: uh, when it was bottled,
1: purchased, and bo- or bottled and purchased. Um, I walked in, and I met a lovely young lady, lady named Lori, who might actually be listening because I gave her our podcast business card and uh, whatnot. So, Lori, here's looking out for you. Appreciate it. Uh, but I walk in, and, I, and uh, uh, I have my San Francisco Giants, like, T-shirt on. Okay. And uh, she goes, uh, hey, are you a uh, – oh, no, I said, I have an odd question. Are you guys open to doing uh, – are you guys open to do bottle tr- trades? She goes, Sure. We, you know, sometimes we are. What do you have? And I go, I have um, five-day-old Pliny the Elders. And then she, like, looks at me, and she looks at my shirt, and she goes, are you a Niner fan? And I go, uh, I'm not really sure how that's relevant to this. <laughs> to this. And she goes, I asked you if you were a Niner fan. And I go, well, yes, I am. And she goes, high-five me. And I go, oh, thank God, because I really thought that was about to get awkward in here. Oh, she yeah. I started laughing. She goes, so you have Pliny the Elder? And I go, yeah. And she goes, how old are they? I go, five days. She goes, uh, the youngest we ever get is two weeks here. Just people bringing it up. She goes, how many do you have? I go, I have a whole case. I go, but I'm looking to trade maybe, you know, I want to leave some for my family that's up here. I'm look, I'm looking to trade six or eight. She goes, we'll take six, no problem. I ended up trading seven. Because the guy at the bar wanted one also. Uh, and uh, he, ga- he bought like two bottles of something else um, that my cousin was very quick to be like, those aren't very good. <laughs> nice. so i didn't i ended up not drinking them but i ended up getting uh i ended up getting like 12 total beers for the six bottles of pliny that i traded in nice um and so i got some cool stuff some stuff i've tasted already some stuff I'm, we're going to do on another episode um but we have five here that we're going to do and uh i'm just telling you if you're a beer person and you're in a situation where you can transport that beer and keep it cold and it's fresh and you're going to you know. You should do it. It's a great, cool way to meet people. It's an awesome part of the beer scene. Um, people are just willing to try stuff out because, you know, they just, you hear about these mythical c- beings within the beer industry, right? How excited right. were we to try Hetty Topper or when we got Bell's Too hearted Ale? Right. You know, or those
0: like we were so excited about all that stuff. The other part, too, is that, like you said, it, it, it creates, all of a sudden you create conversations and things like that. But I think also, too, from like a retail standpoint, everyone up there, I mean, that's, it's like, hey, do you know one that wants to buy this gold brick? Yeah, right. They know that it's going to sell. I mean, it's right. even to the casual drinker.
1: Well, and I think what ended up happening is Lori was like, "I we're probably we're not going to sell this. We're just going to drink this." Like the owner was like, "We're just going to have enjoy this." And that's good. So it's fine with me, man. Whatever. <laughs> like you could do it. You could fucking, you could take a bath in it for all I care. I got all these other beers. <laughs> so anyway, so I they I just said just pick out the things that you think are the coolest. And so I had no cho I had no hand in selecting these beers. Nice. So which I you know. Other than just saying, hey, just pick me your favorites. Um, so I'm excited to kind of get into some of this one. So this first one that we have uh, is from a brewery called Hellbent. Uh, and they are in uh, Seattle. Um, this is their uh, IPA. It's called Dang Citra. And, uh, you know, first thing we go to is the website. Ben, what's our thoughts on the website?
0: Well, it's uh, it's good. And I'll tell you why. Um, it actually has content, which is a nice start. Uh, that's another jab at you, Dagny. Um, but uh hellbent is this is great it has you know the thing about um and from a uh, you know a sales perspective my background in beer um beer needs a story right you can talk about you know the elusiveness of a brand or the demand of of Plainy or any of those things in between and, and you could really you know create a story but at the same time the auth- authenticity is the is the key you know i don't care if you're talking about jamil and at uh, heretic or viner russian river Or, uh, you know, Tony McGee at Lagunitas or, you know, any of these, you know, those pseudo celebrities in the beer industry. Uh, Brian at Moonlight, right? All all these guys, you know, they all have a story and lineage to why they're there. And the story, you know, eventually all of these people that are in in the beer business, they have a a kind of an an underlying uh, commonality, which is they all at one point took a, a risk and a leap. And they thought their product was that good. They thought their beer was that good, and they believed in what they were doing. And all I, I truly feel like all brands that are successful do have that story. Yes. And you know these guys. You know I I always like I always like to hear the story. I always like to know. Um, I mean, quite honestly, though, I you know four guys that own a brewery. I wonder how many. I wonder what jobs their wife has because they can't make a living off a brand new brewery and four people cutting into it. That's a lot. that's a lot.
1: Yeah. When did, when did they actually? When do they actually get open to this I know that says it on the website somewhere
0: Yeah I'm trying to scroll through to figure out when they start I mean they they I mean luckily they have they it looks like they have business uh, they were in business school together uh,
1: uh, sort of they worked in the restaurant industry together. Uh, they found their brewer. Uh, one guy this guy Randy looks like a real ass Just, <laughs> a nice. Mariner, Mariners fan. Oh geez there we go. Seahawks fan and a golf enthusiast. And a decade of bartending bar. Well, isn't that special for you, Randy? The rest of these guys look awesome, though. I don't know why Chris Giles doesn't have more of a story underneath his name. Chris, but there, there Chris is a,
0: Giles is fucking, you know what? Don't worry about him. He's cool.
1: Yeah, you could kind of get that feeling. Yeah. from.
0: He probably has a shit delivered to a P.O. box, too. No, one, He doesn't want to know people. He wants to be off the grid.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about this beer. Website's great. I like the name, Hellbent for quality beer. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the logo's good. Let's talk about this beer. What do we think?
0: So uh, this, again, the, the beer we're drinking from them today is their uh, Dang IPA. Is that correct? Dang Citra. Citra IPA. Thank you. Um, no, I, I think uh, this beer, uh, you know, if we go through um, some of our standard tasting, the AATMF. It is orange. It is bright. It's bright orange. Not quite like a, like a, a orange juice. No, but man, it's, like, like, it's, it's like got coppery orange. Yeah. But yeah, it's bright. No, it's it's bright in color for sure. It's got great head retention in this uh, mm-hmm. beautiful beer, beer clean glass that we're drinking out of. Um that's no, remarkable. And even you can know, give it a nice little swirl and you can definitely see the carbonation still alive in the beer, which is great. You know, that's that's a big thing that especially uh you know in a in a shabby brewery, sometimes you get some really poor CO two levels, and that to me is one of those things that really stand out.
1: Well it looks like Randy Nate probably wasn't involved in that. The rest of these fine, upstanding gentlemen were involved.
0: Oh man, it's nice. <laughs> gonna go great. We're gonna this is gonna be the one of the things where we like. Hey, here's our review on Twitter, and then there's a chance. Probably the only person who listens to the fucking podcast from Hellbent is Randy because he's, he's, he's the, the, the sales and marketing guy. You're uh, gonna slay. He's the sales and marketing guy. But yeah, going back to this, I mean, aromatic wise, I mean, you're getting you're getting ton of citra hop. Right, it's this is nothing, yes. nothing that's different from any citrus IPA in my opinion. Um, there's, a little,
1: it, there's a little malt bone in it that I like, um, you know. And there's like the only thing that I will say, you know, is that you know the citrus is there in the nose. It follows suit in the flavor, right? The mouthfeel is nice. There is a little, like the bitterness in it to me is a little rougher than I would like for this beer, not. I, I might be splitting hairs.
0: No, I I don't think you're splitting hairs. If it, um, the it is, I let it's sit, a little harsh.
1: The longer I let it sit, the more that bitterness just sort of dries.
0: Um, no, I I think that I think that this it's no, it's good. I think um, let me let me let me go back to the so you get the citrus nose. They 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 explain that there's going to be a little pepperiness. I don't get that. I don't either. I do, however, get that pepper. I think that peppery flavor profile translates to the finish of the beer mm. a little bit, and I think that's what's... And I, I also feel like there's something uh, something with the pH levels. Um, and this was a test that, essentially, I learned a long time ago when, about drinking. And when if you can get this to, to wrap around your tongue and you feel it really, truly go around your tongue and, and like almost caress your tongue, means you've got really well-balanced water. When you feel it kind of Go over your palate like a speed bump, and it kind of hits, and it's aggressive. It means that you have you don't have proper pH levels in your. Do you finger. not
1: find this to have like that creamy sort of texture? That not, you're talking and about?
0: and I, I don't want to confuse that with being creamy. The the softness is probably a sure. better way. Okay, Softed, that's fair. Soft versus creamy. Um, when you have like nice soft balanced water, you'll get that. It'll be an effortless sip. Mm-hmm. It goes through, and it's very. It, it it helps translate the flavors better. It's just a fluid thing, and I, this feels a little bumpy bumpy to me. It in, does. The, in the taste. Okay. It kind of you know like it it, with lack of a better way of explaining it 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 bangs around in my mouth, Mm -hmm. which is funny for me to say. But it's it does it like it bumps around in my mouth. It doesn't quite. It's not smooth drinking. Uh, But it's it's got good. I really like the flavor. Um, It is a Citra IPA. So what they're not they're not splitting atoms and coming up with something brand new here. But it's it's a Citra IPA. I think it's it's got. Really good flavor, really good aroma, and the finish is nice. It's it's really gently bitter. It's not overly bitter on the palate, which is nice. A lot of time with that citra, that citra hop, you feel like sometimes you get a freaking sledgehammer at the end, and it just hits you with how bitter it is and how heavy the beer is. Yeah, this is a very light light beer. It's six point six percent ABV, only sixty ABUs, so it's really in the middle of that bitterness unit uh, rating. I think it's good. I like I said. I just maybe something. that's
1: maybe maybe what you're talking about in terms of sort of the the uh, bumpy landing, as it were. <laughs> that you know, in terms of the the pH balance and whatnot. Maybe that's where some of that disconnect. You know, because it doesn't come across as overly bitter. It just the bitterness that exists feels like it comes out of nowhere to some degree. That's what I. That's what I kind of. Uh, I, can, I can see that. Or I, I. It. It just feels a tad disjointed. That having been said. I think this beer's really good, and I would order another one. Absolutely, sure. I would.
0: I think it's, you know. I'm finding a little funny bitterness on the end as well. I Now that it's, I've, I've taken you know two or three sips, it's had time to sit on my palate. I'm finding myself wanting, like, a sip of water right now. Like, that's the kind of bitterness that's on there. It's kind of lingering a little longer than I want. I think mm-hmm. it's a good beer. This would have to be something I'd have to also be either have eating. a glass of water or eating with this. Yeah,
1: which is not, I mean, that's. You know, that's not. It doesn't necessarily make it. You know, no, it doesn't.
0: It doesn't make it a bad review or a bad beer. I would order it again. I would just make sure, like, hey, if I'm drinking this, and you know, I would make sure that it's going to be something. Well, even if I had like pretzels or or peanuts or something like, just something to snack on, just right. something to bump up that bitterness because it's just it's sitting on the tongue a little bit longer than I thought.
1: All right, let's. Uh, so I, I, we're going to get into this next one. What can you tell me about using uh, potatoes? In brewing beer. You know anything about that?
0: I know zero about that.
1: So I knew nothing about it as well until I got this beer um, because there are potatoes in the malt bill. This beer is done with uh, pilsner, flaked rye, flaked barley, and uh, potatoes in the malt. Uh, it's also Mosaic, Centennial, Eldorado, and Simcoe hops. Uh, this is from a brewery called Matchless. Uh, and they are also up in the old Washington area,
0: Tumwater, Washington, it'd be exact. Tumwater, they brewed
1: this beer for uh, Spud's Produce Market, I guess. And I can't figure it out. I don't know if there's like a big Jewish community up there in that area of Washington. So I don't know if this is called Spudman or Spudman. I don't really know which one <laughs> it is. Nice. <laughs> Uh, but i don't know anything about you know we, we this would have been this would have been a good one to get our uh, triglyceride correspondent on uh no word on whether he climbed out of that missile silo in oregon
0: still no word at all from him um yeah they uh so in the in the correct form we're going to look at their website first um there's some content there's some funny photos on there uh but at the end of the day um i don't see i don't see a good Really good. There's not an about, right? So I want to see about the story. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh. I.
1: Uh. Yeah. I, I. I actually, but on that their homepage, the coaster, like the cool sort of like. Yeah. The artwork on that coaster is awesome. If that means anything. Oh no,
0: it is. It's super retro, super like retro futuristic. Right yes. so it's like from the 60s but it's little like little what bigger.
1: was that bar we went to in Vegas
0: that your boy took that, us the to? The Astro. Oh no that was uh that was the Astro
1: Glide Astro Glide. No
0: no no that's uh I'm thinking it had the
1: That was a different bar we went to.
0: Yeah. What the fuck was that?
1: So the only thing Anyways. the only thing that I know about brewing with potatoes and beer uh is that it will uh it, cre- it it's just fermentable sugars basically. That you're getting, and so if it will dry your beer out. It's, it, it adds a dryness factor to the beer. That's the only thing that I kind of know about it in my two and a half minutes of research that I did before with the mics went hot.
0: Um, Part of the reason why their website sucks is they don't have any descriptors of the beers they make.
1: Um, which is interesting because if you go to the uh, untapped page and look at this beer's untapped listing, yeah. there's like a... Like, their description is on Untapped,
0: Right. Uh, it's weird because they're... It, 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 first glance, it looks like all they care about in their website is, like, the Instagram photos. Just because
1: that's what all the photos on the website are linked right. to. And then yeah. you,
0: but then you go to the tap room, and it just says, this is our pleasant place. This, we have music. And then there's a contact button, and there's nothing about who it is. There's nothing about what they do. I just... Hellbent definitely wins the battle between these two. If we were going to do a robot-on-robot... Uh, yeah, wait, so, robot.
1: wait till you get to the rest of these. Yeah. <laughs> Hellbent's nice. going to continue to win. <laughs> nice. Uh, so let's go through the AATMF on this. This is not quite the bright orange. This is much more hazy. Trans- hazy, pale yellow. Translucent. Yeah, there's a pale yellow to it. Um, there's no sediment or anything like that, but it's definitely it definitely looks like it might be unfiltered. Um, that's just how thick and hazy it appears. Um you know, I. If you look at some of the social media reviews on this, everyone's like, "Well, I don't smell any potatoes." Have you ever smelled nice. a potato, asshole?
0: It smells like dirty water. It
1: smells like the. It smells like dirt, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: You know why that is? Fun fact: fucking growing. They the grow the dirt? in fucking dirt, man. <laughs> so,
1: uh, so uh, as we go through this, so the color—it's nice, hazy, translucent, uh it lets light through but you cannot see through it um what are we getting in the nose here ben
0: um you know i'm getting i i did i took a smell first and i looked at the website to look for descriptor i i they claim to have like fresh cut cantaloupe peaches and berries i get the cantaloupe portion of it i get the cantaloupe rind yes i do too uh that's that part you know when you when you are trimming up your cantaloupe for a fruit salad and you're left with that little bit of cantaloupe a little close to the rind, you'd like maybe take a bite or take a knife to it and cut it out. That's what I get. I don't get the juiciness of a cut cantaloupe. I get the dry cut cantaloupe. Yes. Towards the edge of the rind.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Um. Yeah. And they they get a... <laughs> this is kind of funny. Subtle, earthy background from the restricted use of potatoes in the mash, because, duh. Dirt. No, duh. It's duh. Right. It's fucking dirt, homie.
1: This has no finish to speak of.
0: Zero. Which is strange for a 7.1% beer. But they also have zero IBUs listed on Untapped, Which I have a hard time believing there's zero IBUs. You can have 10.
1: Yeah. Seven point one percent, huh? And there's no IBUs on the can. Um, it's yeah, like it's just it's lingering on my tongue, like it never actually got to the back of my palate. Isn't that it, it's a it's weird. It can't be from the potatoes. They can't be from the potato where it's like so it dramatically different. I, I
0: will say though, the the head retention on this is not anything close to what Hell Bent had. No. So I feel, and that's something uh, you know that could be potato related. I'm not. I I've never had a potato beer before, so I dig the I dig the style. I think it's cool to play with something like this. I've always said that you know after all this fruit conjuring with beer. Uh, the vegetables were next, I was looking forward to the first fennel beer I could have and now potatoes are right there so i 'm good with it.
1: This actually was canned more recently than the hellbent was too from a head retention standpoint and all that by like two weeks
0: you know the more, the more this is aired out and, and kind of uh the esters have burned off um i I definitely get i get a little potato out of the nose now that it warms up i I feel like i 'm getting some like that you just like a you know if you Washed potato, and it's got that while well, it's still wet and you kind of have that little bit of dirty moisture smell that's mm-hmm. what I get out of this uh in the nose as along with that dry cantaloupe.
1: I think they prefer you to say earthy, no, dirty makes it sound like you know it said the f word or something, yeah, it's definitely dirty it like once like it's panty stuffed into its mouth <laughs>
0: <laughs> or a socket of missile silo, your choice yeah uh no, this is interesting i you know I would order a second one of these just for the curiosity of it, but to your point, there's absolutely zero finish on this. It's it goes so for, weird it, it goes like flavor 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 and then literally drops off and there's nothing so the finish is there's no finish to it. The taste is decent it doesn't taste like seven point one. No, there's it just no four like percent. Yeah, there's no uh, octane to this. Really, and with the with that drop off in flavor, people are going to be looking for more flavor, drinking more, drinking quickly because there's no anything left on your palate. So you're going to get you're going to get up pretty quick with this thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I am a little bit concerned that uh, Mister Spudman or Spudman looks like an angry uh, Hanky the Christmas poo.
0: It looks like, it. well, it looks like his, I think his superhero gloves look like boxing gloves. It looks like he's ready to fight.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like if Hanky the Christmas Pooh and uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man had a baby. That's what that, that guy looks
0: like. It does have the Stay Puft face. Well, it's interesting, to say the least.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't dislike it. You said you would have two just from a curiosity standpoint. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't dislike it. I just, it's, I don't know what to, ex- I didn't know what to expect. Right? It's like, usually you're like, oh, you know what, I better know what that tastes like. I didn't yeah, know what you to expect.
0: I could not, I could not pick this, uh, like, to know that, what that is with this. I would, I would probably order a second one, but I, I don't love it. I'm not in love with it, but I, it's interesting to, it's interesting to brew, brew with potatoes. I mean, the fuck they do with vodka. Can't be that bad, right?
1: Yeah, no kidding
0: sports meets beer podcast is brought to you by advanced auto glass and detail advanced auto glass and detail is committed to providing you with the highest quality premium glass products and a professional installation by certified technicians they are experienced in every aspect of glass replacement or repair offering factory replacement or a premium aftermarket upgrade they even deal with those annoying windshield rock chips that show up out of nowhere they offer free local mobile service and offer a full warranty on all workmanship for as long as you own your vehicle and across the street at Advanced Detail, they specialize in cars, trucks, vans, RVs, boats, show cars, trailers, and more. They are a full-service auto detailing shop, offering exterior wash, polish and wax, interior vacuum, shampoo, trim detail, and even smoke and odor removal. Water spot and scratch removal, paintless dent repair, it's all available at Advanced Auto Glass in detail. Advanced Auto Glass. Look for the purple building at 2460 Santa Rosa Avenue. And right across the street is Advanced Auto Detail at 2549 Santa Rosa Avenue. Advanced Auto Glass, 707-526-5700. Advanced Auto Detail, 707-526-2200. Let Advanced Auto Glass and Detail take care of all of your automotive needs.
1: All right, so we're going to uh, three magnets brewing now. Or wait, should we do the hazy first?
0: Yeah, let's do the hazy before we do the doubles.
1: So now, I lied. We are not going to the Three Magnets. We are going to do the Puyallup River Brewing Company, uh, which is in uh, Puyallup, Washington. You don't say. Which I've had to... I've really... I've practiced saying Puyallup all day. Puyallup. Because I thought it was (laughs) up, So... Pull y'all up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Talk to me... So you had mentioned something... uh, before the microphones went hot, as it were, about um, sort of the trends in beer. I was asking you, why do we see so many of these fucking hazies? Um, and you said something about like how the trend is a little bit reversed in the beer style. It, it, it sort of recant that and talk to me about what that was.
0: Uh, well, basically, you know, the, with with uh, you talk about food trend, fashion trend, beer trend. You know, beer is traditionally gone west coast to east coast right with uh you know the big the big styles um hoppy IPAs, just the ipa movement in general right um smell this immediately what's that
1: i could smell this immediately as i was pouring it um and then and
0: so no no but then like you know with food goes east to east to west um really i feel like the bar scene goes east to west as well like as far as new cool hip things and then same thing with fashion it does all the same it goes east to west so with the hazy phase, um, I have not been to the East Coast into these breweries, but some of my coworkers that have have, have all said like the you know the East Coast people like they still do them, but they're over them. That's it. It's they just don't want to do them anymore. So it's weird that the you know now that all these you know West Coast brands are trying to emulate an East Coast style of beer that's kind of already passe and already moved on. I don't know, and I think the I think the biggest problem, which we didn't finish talking about it. Is that hazies are very very delicate beers. They don't transport well. They don't sit and age well. You need to drink them right away. Most small breweries that are putting out decent hazies don't have the infrastructure distribution network to get out and get the beer out as fresh and quickly as possible. Right, unless it's in a small you know radius to the brewery. So then you know you have large scale large brands doing hazies and releasing them. I don't know if they have a better laboratory or pasteurization system, but at the end of the day, it's, I don't know, it's tough. I don't, I, I've do not i not met a hazy that I'm in love with, I can tell you that.
1: No, neither have I. Neither have I. In fact... Uh, I've
0: met a hazy that made me crazy.
1: hey uh Uh, I can tell you that uh, <laughs> the one night that I drank a few hazies, I woke up with just the most disgusting headache in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, maybe that's part of it, but... This smells. the second I open the can, I could smell this.
0: Yeah, I cannot wait to put this uh, picture of their website on our. I'm just gonna screenshot that one. Oh no, website expired. That's what it says. Their fucking website's not even <laughs> <laughs> open for business.
1: Well, interestingly enough, if you uh, Google Puyallup Brewery, uh, the you know Google has like the the uh, like recommended like searches like it tries to finish it one like the second or third one that comes up says uh puyallup brewery closed it is not oh, in really? fact closed yeah just one of their locations they they had two they had like a tap room and then like their brewing facility now they're doing everything out of one location now interesting it came out to but this has similar color to the to the Hellbent that we poured that same sort of orangey color um and is but it's interesting. It's only marginally more opaque than the other one. Yeah, I, in terms of color, I have not tasted taken any sips yet. You're already annoyed.
0: Yeah, I, okay, go ahead. I'll keep go keep going.
1: <laughs> oh. So, uh, you know, there's some lacing. The head retention is actually not bad for how much I've been swirling this thing around. It's been holding on to that. Uh, I smell. I I smell passion fruit.
0: You know, it's funny. I smell the passion fruit, but I don't get any of it in the taste. Oh, really? It's all aromatic and then nothing in the flavor. Oh,
1: yeah. Let me uh, take a sip.
0: Go ahead and dip into that one for me. Dip into it. Just dip.
1: It goes right to like a hot dryness at the end. Right. It's, there's a, a rich mouthfeel to it. There's not a ton of that fruit. You're right. There's not a ton of that fruit that you smell in the nose. There's not a ton of that in the mouthfeel. There's none of it none in of the finish. And then Zero. There's, yeah, there's just like a uh, bittering dryness in the finish.
0: Here's the thing. I, I kind of like this beer for okay. that exact reason. Okay. This is probably the best hazy I've tried thus far out of all the hazies I've sampled in my life. Really? Um, I, this is probably the best one. And I think because it's so pronounced in the nose and it goes to this great transition of you get that aer- the aromatic portion of it. Then you taste it and you, get, you just get the beer, mm-hmm. right? You get a little bit of bitterness. You get a nice, smooth, creamy mouthfeel. And then you've got a really, really clean finishing beer. I don't know where the, the passion fruit makes sense. In the nose of it, it doesn't that doesn't make sense to me, but the the taste and the finish are pretty good. They they marry what really well together.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I see what you're saying. It's it really is easily drinkable. It's what, it's six point four, six point three percent A B V. Um you know, I just I think I just I want my hazies to be a bit juicier. Right? I mean, one of the things that you right. you're looking for with a beer that has this kind of viscosity is you, you don't want look for the dryness. You look yeah, for you, juiciness. You, uh, you, you're looking for a juiciness that isn't here. Um, so, with that in mind, I think it falls a little flat. However, your point about this being a good beer is true. I think, um, I think it's got some of the viscosity of like your average hazy.
0: The the a lot of times with the, with hazies the problem I have with most of them is that like I said the flavor is muddled and it's not you know it's just there's no clear definition when you start and finish it's this really weird dance of a beer um, tr- this is how my experience with the other hazies there's not any clear crispness or or ending or or defined notes you get a lot of mess in everything and I don't know if that's something that because on the East Coast, because of weather, because of availability to ingredients, why that's such a popular style. Maybe it's because they don't necessarily want to have such bold flavors. They want to have something a little bit more, just more approachable for everybody, right? Um, You have more people in a a smaller square footage print than you do over in the West Coast. It's true. But uh, with this, um, it doesn't have that softness. That hazies have, that muddleness. It's really crisp. It's dry. It's opposite of... It's like Bizarro. A Bizarro hazy, if you will. Yeah. Still falls in the same category, but it, does, it defies all logic of what a hazy is.
1: It's really interesting, too, you know, because my initial reaction would be like, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think that actually, that actually, as we're sort of continuing to talk about this and continue to taste this, I think that actually might be applauded. Yeah. <laughs> because it isn't what, you know, I... Every you know, hazy little thing that we get into. Um, shots fired. Sierra Nevada. Uh, every one of those <laughs> tastes so similar. Um, you know, uh, this one actually has a little bit of like a uniqueness to it, which I appreciate. It
0: does. It's got it's it's a standout. It's a it, it's you know, it zigs when everyone else is zagging.
1: At the end of the day, it's still a hazy and it it's not my favorite style, but I appreciate what these guys are doing and I don't think they should be mad at themselves for having done it.
0: <laughs> not at all.
1: Yeah. The fact that you say this is the best hazy you've had, I think, is.
0: Yeah, I mean, is, that says something. I
1: mean, ladies and gentlemen, this guy, Durr Inks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've drank more beers than uh, some breweries have made.
1: Yeah. Drank more beers than failed brewery websites.
0: <laughs> yeah, they seem to. Maybe they put a little more effort into their website versus uh, their beers. I don't know.
1: And wait till we get to three magnets. It's not good. <laughs> All right, so the next one we're doing, we're doing five total here, guys. So we've gone through three. We've got two more coming. The last two are both from Three Magnets. They're both double IPAs. Uh, this, is, this first one is from uh, – this is one that they do all the time. It's called Galactus. So I like the packaging on the can. You kind of playfully said that you're already not going to like it uh, just by looking at the packaging. I think the packaging is cool. I think the color scheme is interesting. I think the – you know, I don't know what the – you know, the significance of the Galactuses or anything like that. But Are I, you
0: sending me on a fucking witch hunt here to find a website that doesn't exist? Because I can't find it. I go through everything on Untappd.
1: Three Magnets Brewing Company?
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. no, I'm sorry. That did not. I looked into different... the beer name. My apologies. <laughs> <sighs> there we go. Go figure. Um. Interesting. Right. Mm so okay clearly they have a restaurant
1: yes so this beer is bright yellow uh there is not a lot of head retention the sorry lacing, maybe there's there. there's not a ton of lacing yeah maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe their restaurant's doing so well because their uh their lunch menus the website doesn't work
1: oh all right
0: but the pub house menu that's some special shit can we get mad at the fact that the three magnets look like a fidget spinner on their coaster, no, no. You sure, yeah. There's a lot of people that hate fidget spinners. Yeah, are you one of them? No. Okay.
1: All right. Cool. I'm not a school teacher, so there
0: you go. There you go.
1: Most of the time that fidget spinners exist in the restaurant, it's shutting the special kids up. So <laughs> it's fine. That's fucked up. <laughs> My son's got multiple fidget spinners. Uh, so, so one of the things, the only thing that I will say is now I'm a little annoyed galaxy ddh india pale ale i don't know what galaxy ddh is it made me think that this was a double and now i'm looking at it and it's a 6.3 percent with 40 ibus that is clearly not a double
0: no sir you've been bamboozled
1: well i mean it just i didn't read the label clearly that's this
0: is the best on their website under the news tab two under awards the page is currently under construction. They have no awards to show themselves, but they've had enough foresight to to create the new the news slash awards tab on their website. But there's nothing they've added to it. It literally says this page is under construction with a photo of their construction of their tap room.
1: Now I know that oftentimes loyal listener that uh, we will devolve into uh, this conversation, cause it is an important part of the beer business. The, you know, the way you market yourself, the way you present yourself, you know, how people access your brand when they're not drinking the beer is an important part of who you are as a brand. And so that's why we bring it up. Um, but it is sports meets beer. not sports meets web design. And I want to make sure that, uh, the breweries, if they do in fact get wind of this, you I really like this beer. Okay. Uh, I just took, like, three sips of this beer, and uh, the sweet tangerine and, like, the orange peel in it is a really, really pretty nice beer. Really, really pretty nice. Uh, this, I think, this is the best beer we've had. So, of the four that we've tasted so far, this one is the best, I think.
0: I'd have to give it to you. That, this, is, this is pretty remarkable. <laughs> yeah I'm uh, it's special and, and you know i heard you started going through the aatmf a- a- but the uh you know the biggest thing where we stand apart usually is the aroma and i you say tangerine i get that but i get more of a
1: there's something vegetal in it too exactly
0: exactly i was thinking it's almost like there's like a little uh just a green vegetable right so it's like I don't know, like like a like a broccoli, Rob. Uh, yeah. uh, you know like a some, green type yeah, of just kale. a just some sort of bitterness in there. That's it's interesting. Yeah, almost like a kale could really work in there too. a yeah.
1: no, Vegetal is just the way to really describe that. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but as you finish there, like there's that like bitter green vegetation kind of note, and it just
0: disappears. But it, really, in this. but it really works. It totally does. This is something that. Um, I also get like a certain, a little bit of, I hate to say it, but almost like a little bit of smokiness out of it too, which is weird. Like, yeah, jump back in again. And it's, it's kind of just sits right in the back of the palate. And it just, it reminds me of like the carbon flavor you get from barbecue. Uh, You get a little bit of that. What?
1: Well, my, uh, one of our winery, or wine distributors, their favorite joke is: anytime they taste me on something, I go to tell them my feedback, and they go, "Let me guess, you're going to say it tastes smoky, right?"
0: Oh, because we're in the restaurant,
1: we're in the barbecue restaurant. <laughs> but I do see, I do see what you're saying. There, it, there is something that exists sort of in the mid palate of this, in terms of like sort of the flavor profile that does have a little bit of like, like a char kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm.
0: I'm it's just it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. It's on the very back of my palate. It feels like I had like an, a burnt end of a ch- piece of chicken, like a p- little piece of chicken thigh that's just a little overcooked, right? That little bit of bark and char on like, it,
1: like, uh, yeah, yes, yes. Which is,
0: I mean, it's helping that, it's helping that bitterness. It's helping that. It's a dr-
1: yes, it's a dr- it's like a savory dryness to it.
0: Yeah, it, this is a really good beer. I'm not. Gonna, I agree with you 100. This is. I was really shitty about the can and. Joking about their menu, it's a really good fucking beer. Yes. Yeah. At, at yeah. 60, you know, 6.3 and 40 ABUs.
1: Yeah, it's going down this nice. This pretty good.
0: This goes down at a pretty good clip. It's going down nice. I, I, uh, yeah, there's something
1: sort of like ephemeral in the finish that I just, I can't, like, maybe it's a smokiness or something like herby. Maybe is it like mint? Like, what is
0: that? It's not mint for sure. Um, but even like a like, I, I was gonna say maybe like jasminey, but it's not even that. It's not of any kind of spice. It's not spicy in any stretch. It's no. literally just like you said. It's herbaceous. It's and that also could come. That could be like a little bit of a uh, of, of a earthy note coming from the 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 just from the hops they're using and the malts. I mean, you, you, some of some of especially some of the uh, the uh, noble hops. All mm-hmm. of those have a really good, rich, earthy tones. You know, you kind of get that, like, a little bit of the, like, a soil flavor. This doesn't have that earthiness to it, right. but it's got some of those notes of something that's just,
1: it's, it's, it's super intriguing. We have a lemon tree in our backyard, and if you, like, when we go through and we, like, pick the lemons, if we, like, really, like, brush up against the leaves, it's got, like, a really sort of bright green lemon
0: yeah, un, like an smell to un, it. unripened lemon.
1: There is some of that in this. Like the if you just it's rub the lemon. The lemon leaves. Uh I don't get a ton of lemongrass. Lemongrass is a very like sour sort
0: of um, It says. I mean it's got a touch of fresh grass and lemon pith. And so that's exactly what you're getting uh out of that, that lemon tree, yes, that reference. Uh I love it.
1: Yeah, really well done there. Three magnets. I also love the
0: fact in the descriptor they didn't write huge amounts; they wrote huge amounts. G U Y G E, huge, huge amounts.
1: Huge. It's gonna be huge.
0: That's awesome. Uh, this is definitely the best one we've had so far. Second worst website. Best tasting beer.
1: Uh, I've got high hopes for the last for the last one. The uh, three magnets. Uh, this is the only beer that I drank all of. By the way. Nice. Uh, so this last one is "Keep It Like Vic Secret." This is the this is in fact a double IPA from Three Mates. This is eight point one percent ABV. It says one pint, batch number two. Uh, I can't figure out what the "Keep It Like Vic Secret" thing is. They say it's an homage to their favorite band. Is Vic Secret somebody that I should know? I don't. I don't know what what's going on. Great question. But Vic Secret is a hop style. Vic Secret and Lemon Drop hops are what's in this.
0: Well, there's uh, there's a handful of beers called Vic Secret, so they they're not the first ones. McKellar's done one. Um, uh, let's see who else. Proclamations done one. Burlington beers done one.
1: So this, the color
0: on this. It's not listed on their website, by the way. This beer. Oh, it's not. No,
1: interesting. The color on this is very similar to the Hellbent, and the orangey the brightness, the for bright opaque sure. oh, orange. Yeah. Oh, what is that that I'm smelling? There's some cheese wheel funk
0: in this. Ooh. Yeah, it's that. It's Brett right there. Brett Funk. Is it? That's what. That's what it smells like to me.
1: As this opens, there's a little less funk as we're going on here, but. Oh, dude. So now, just in the 30 seconds we've let this open up, uh, it smells like pineapple. Mm-hmm. It smells like pineapple. It smells like lemon. It, taste, it tastes like pineapple lemon.
0: It does. It tastes a lot like lemon pledge, like the aerosol spray to me. It doesn't taste authentic. A pineapple tastes like the concentrate of really? sorts. Yeah. It almost tastes like the pineapple from like the if you bought like Dole canned pineapple, the juice at the yeah, bottom. Yes. It tastes a lot like that. Yeah, right, it's, that like, I, it's kind of nectary.
1: That I see. Yeah, yeah. There, it is nectary. That's and that's a, a product of the mouthfeel. I think the mouthfeel feels very rich here, really right. creamy,
0: super creamy, super thick. The viscosity is really thick on this. It almost feels like a hazy drinking it.
1: It to- yeah, it totally does. Yeah, it's almost all lemon and pineapple I get in this.
0: Yeah, I don't. There's not there's not a lot of anything else. Going you on. get a little bit of malt, a fraction of a malt backbone, and then it just you get a little bit of hop. Like, so if you were to watch a firework uh, finale, and then you see the two rogue ones, it just kind of go, and then there's going around it. Right, like this is the one that like you get the malt and the hops are just a little off to the side. Right. They, you, they're there, but it's the the pronounced flavor in this is that fruit forward it's that pineapple it's that it just it's i don't know it's it's and i i literally drive, I've been drinking a lot of fruit forward beers in the last month just because and, of your employment well that part that's part of it but um this is just it's a little too nectary for me i, I can't i can't rock it at all
1: i wish that this had like either a little bit more carbonation or a little bit more bitterness in the end and i wish there was a little bit more of a green factor in it i hate to say it it needs something a little dankier in it
0: for sure this to help
1: balance out cuz i think they really hit the fruit right on the, the head they they if this is what they were going for they did it
0: cuz they but for an eight this tastes like a fruit cocktail drink at 8% Yeah, and i feel like you're not really getting this is less than a beer and more of like a A fruit bomb, right? So I guess
1: when you make a double, do you you know do you want it to burn like an eight percent beer?
0: No, not necessarily,
1: right? So uh, you know there is some of that to contend with, also. Um, You know, I I think yeah, I I hate the word, but I do. I do. I think it needs something a little dankier or pineier. Even Um, there just isn't any of that.
0: No zero.
1: Uh, so. You know, a little bit of a swing and a miss on the uh, keep it secret, but uh, a huge home run on the Galactus.
0: Yeah, the Galactus was awesome. The yeah, this one is just I I would pass. I, you know, I mean, I I didn't see
1: I didn't see a uh, uh, any kind of date on the can for that, so I wonder if there's something perhaps a miss there. You know, because it's been I've been back from on this trip for you know ten days now. Well, you I've think had about these though. in my possession for twelve
0: days. But if you think about it, the, everything else you got from the same bottle shop was in. Good standing order, mostly fresh. Yeah, treated well. I, I would have a hard time believing that this would be like one thing. that's just gonna be like, ah, eh, fuck it. We're just gonna let it sit on the shelf.
1: Maybe this is where we find out that Lori bamboozled me. Sweet, sweet Lori from. She's like,
0: hey, we can't get rid of this shit. We have to- <laughs> if anyone brings in let's trades to this fat fuck, <laughs> this guy here needs to take this. Hey, we got a whole case of this for you. Wow, that's yeah, really that nice. It must be really, really good.
1: generous. <laughs> bring my eight year old son in here to help me
0: carry it. Nice. Uh, I got yeah. nothing left for you, no, people. that's it. That's a wrap. That's five beers. That's uh, that's a... That's a...
1: Bring in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. Or just grab it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for checking us out. Uh, don't forget to check out episode 64, part one. We talk about Mr. Nolan Ryan and uh, our previous episodes as well. Big thanks to our sponsor, Advanced Auto Glass in Detail. Uh, also, uh, check us out on all of our socials. That would be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. Uh, meat like the protein. That's it, right? Please, so done. Please email it. Didn't hurt to give a review too, guys. That that's a nice thing we've done. Ask for a while. Share it, review it. Anything.
1: Did you Somebody ripped ass right here. As we're closing the show. Nope, not me. Wow. All right. Well, well then. Well, there we go.
0: Next week, gang.